every time we do um, a family worship service, I have kids up here to help me, sometimes an adult um, who acts like a kid that's Chase, but he's back, in the, he's back doing Facebook today, so I can't have Chase up here to help me today. Now, I need, I need somebody, though. Here's what happened. Before you volunteer, let me tell you what's going on. August 29th, I think it was. I don't remember. the August 30th was our last fifth Sunday family worship, and I taught the whole congregation a memory verse. And if you can say that memory verse right up here in front of the congregation, I have a $25 gift card to Walmart for you. Can anybody do that? Hey, if you, if you don't win a prize, it goes to me. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. What if I were to tell you that there was somebody who could help you say that verse? Would anybody do that? Come on, Broderick, you can do it. I saw that you moved. You shouldn't have moved. Come on, come on, come on. He's like, what, what? No, trust me, trust me. All right. It's okay, you don't know the verse. I do, and I'm your helper. So here we go. You ready? Second Thessalonians 3.3. 3. Very good. But the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen you and, and protect you from the evil one. Awesome. Give him a hand. That's the first thing you tell me. Okay, so what I did, now, I am not the Holy Spirit. Everybody realize that? You never, had, you never doubted, right? You are not the Holy Spirit. So I want you to say that. Say, I'm not the Holy Spirit. I'm not the Holy Spirit. And you aren't either. But what I just did with Broderick was I fulfilled that ministry. I allowed the Holy Spirit, something that the Holy Spirit had taught me. I leaned over and whispered, and I said, 2 Thessalonians 3, 3. But the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. So what I did was I fulfilled that role. I, I'm, I'm playing. I'm not the Holy Spirit, but that's how the Holy Spirit works. David asked a question. He said, how can a young man keep his way pure? And then he answers his own question by keeping it according to your word. In Psalm 119, 11, he says, your word I've hidden my heart so that I might not sin against you. If you don't hide God's word in your heart, the Holy Spirit doesn't have that opportunity to whisper into your ear. So I just wanted to give you that picture today. All right. So you're going to stay up here. You're going to help me this whole time. It's not going to be long. I promise it won't be painful and you'll probably get another reward. Is that cool? Okay, good. All right. Now I'm going to teach you how God's spirit can use you in just a minute, but we got to back up. We got to look at some words of Jesus. Broderick's going to help me with this. Now I'm going to put the, the, the first verse up there. Go ahead and put it up there, Nate. All right. Can you help me read this? Do not judge or you too will be judged for in the same way you judged others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Matthew 7, one through two. Very good. Very good. Okay. Now I want this word judge. Everybody see that? Say that word judge. Okay. We're, you're going to help me figure out and teach them what that word means. There's three options. Y'all help him. He's already worried about this. Y'all help him. So what we're going to do is try to figure out what Jesus was saying with this word. There's three options for this. Put the first one up there. 
a judge in a courtroom. So like y'all have seen courtroom TV or movies where a judge has the gavel and he, he says, order in the court. And, and the, the counselor says, objection, your honor. And he says, overruled, right? So do you think Jesus is saying you can't be a judge in a courtroom? No. Say it again. No. Do y'all think that he's saying you cannot, is what Jesus is saying here, you can't be a judge. What do y'all say? No. He's correct. What do y'all say? No. Second option to discern whether something is right or wrong. So you think, you say to someone, I think that's a really bad idea. Is Jesus saying you can never tell someone that they're doing something wrong? No. No. What do y'all say? No. no. Correct answer. Tell me again. What do y'all say? No. This is crowd participation. We'll get out early if you participate. If not, we can go all day. I don't have any plans this afternoon. <sighs> okay. So no to one, no to two. Thank you, John. John says no. All right. Let's look at the third option. To condemn or have a critical spirit. So like to say to somebody, you're an idiot. Or you are so dumb. Do you think that's what Jesus is talking about? Yes. Do y'all think that's what Jesus is talking about? Yes. Oh, thank you. Somebody wants to get out early. It's Ryan. Okay. So people misuse this verse all the time. What they'll say is, don't judge me. And a lot of people that don't ever go to church, they'll quote this verse. Jesus said, don't judge, but Jesus didn't say that you couldn't determine right from wrong. What Jesus said is don't condemn others. Don't judge their hearts. You can judge their sin, but you cannot judge their hearts because you're not the Holy Spirit because I'm not either. Everybody understand that? Okay. Now, Jesus at this point, he says something really, really funny. Jesus had a sense of humor, and you may not realize this, but we're going to read it, and then we're going to kind of act through it a little bit, and hopefully you'll understand it better. All right, put the next ones up there, Nate. You got it? Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank? In your own eye, how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye? Speck, um, when all the time... There is a plank in your own eye. You hypocrite, first take. I think. The plank, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Um, Matthew 7 through 7, 3 through 5. Now, look back there at Nate and say, Come on, Nate. Come on, Nate. Get the slides right. Get the slides right. Okay. That was not the Holy Spirit helping out there, right? Okay, so there's a couple of things here. Um, Jesus, when Jesus told this story, they would have thought this was extremely funny. They would have, they would have thought about the, the, the visual. So what I want to do today is I need some people to help me with this visual. I need some, I need some children to come up here on stage and, and sit in these chairs and help me out. So somebody volunteer. Come on, Waylon. Oh, my. I may need some help with Waylon. Oh, Joseph, come on. Okay, William. William, come on, William. Sir William, freedom. All right, sit down right there. Come here, Wayway. Wayway, you're going to sit right here, okay? All right, and then William, you're going to be over here. Oh, okay. All right, you stand right here. Stand right here and, and, and make sure Wayway doesn't go anywhere, okay? Can you watch out for him? What's your name? Isaiah. Isaiah, okay. All right, so now... I got to have some things here to help me out. So I come over here. These are going to be our logs. 
All right, you got to hold this up next to your head. All right. Weiwei, can you hold this one? This should be really interesting. Weiwei was volunteering last time we had family worship. So, okay. Now, how can you have a log in your eye and be able to help the other person? All right. Now, I don't want you to whack Weiwei because he may freak out. So stand up, Joseph. Go over there and say to William, William, let me help you out, dude. Whack him. Whack him. William say, no, I need to help you out, dude, and whack him. Okay, come sit back down, Joseph. Now, let's talk about this for a second. Let's say you have this log in your eye like William, Joseph, and wait, wait, yeah, it's okay, buddy. You may have to come get him in a minute. He's saying, hey, pop, pop. He's already tired of this. These are for the pool, but we're playing with them right now. <clears throat> okay, so... Um, do you think that, let's say Broderick over here, Broderick only has a speck in his eye. Okay, I got some, got some pepper here. I'm not really going to put this in your eye, but you, see I got some pepper there? Okay, how big is this piece of pepper compared to the log? Which one's bigger? The, the log, all right, it's a whole lot bigger. We don't even know how much bigger, right? It's a it's hundred times, a thousand times, maybe 10,000 times bigger. So William, say to Broderick, hey man, can I do, can I get the speck out of your eye? Hey man, can I get the speck out of your eye? What are you gonna say? No, no way! <laughs> say no way. no way. No way, all right. So here's what we're gonna do. I have here, I have some, some um, things that we're just going to randomly assign these. I didn't know who was going to be up here, so we're just going to randomly assign these things. But the speck in Broderick's eye is going to be the hiccups. Can you do the hiccups for me? Hang on. Give me a hiccup. Okay, I got a hiccup. Say, no, do, do, do two syllables. There you go. All right. Now, I want you to hold this and just randomly do a hiccup. Do another one. There you go. He's going to give himself the hiccups. That would be awesome. All right. Now, William, I want you to say, your hiccups are so annoying. Your hiccups are so annoying. I want, William, I want you to say, you must be a bad person because you have hiccups. You must be a bad person because you have you done? hiccups. Okay. Come, come get him. He's, he's done. Isaiah's going to stay on here. Okay. Pick it back up. Rachel's going to, okay, you can come back later and play with this. There you go. Isaiah says, give me the thing. Give me the log. All right, hold on to it right there. All right, good job. Now, hiccups, and they're judging him, but they have logs in their eyes based on all of these different sins. Let's look at them. So let's say, <laughs> Broderick says, ooh, to cussing. Ooh, you must be a really bad guy. I, I know, I know, we're just pretending. We're just pretending. I'm not saying you are, I'm not at all saying you are a cusser. Um, did not think that through. Uh, okay, let's say that Joseph has a problem with lying. Let's say that Isaiah, just because this is funny, has a problem with bullying. All right, let's say that. Let's come back over here to Joseph and say that Joseph doesn't just bully. He bullies on social media. All right? Ooh, yeah, that's bad. Now, we'll say that maybe... William disobeys his parents every now and then. Have you ever disobeyed your parents? Yes. Oh, okay, okay. 
He says, yes. Ah, uh, let's go. <laughs> Here's another funny one. Rebelling against authority. Let's put that on Isaiah. Oh, wow. Hang on. All right. We've got, oh, now this one, everybody gets this one because everybody struggles with pride. Everybody struggles with pride. There are times we think I'm better than someone else. Oh, that's okay. We get the idea. Oh, man. Well, here's another one to take its place. Pride. And we're going to do pride over here on William. All right. Thank you, Broderick. Broderick's such a good helper. Now, not just lying. Did you have lying? Did you have lying? You had lying. Okay. So now we're going to come over here and say that, that William is not trustworthy. And that, that's more than just not telling the truth. That means you can't trust him to do something he says he's going to do, or you can't trust him not to do something he says he's not going to do. So he's not trustworthy. This is not really you, by the way. I know this. Uh, oh, okay. Actually, this one goes to everybody because everybody struggles with this one, putting other things before God, right? Everybody struggles with that one. And so it could be sports. It could be video games. It could be a boyfriend or a girlfriend. No, okay, not yet, not yet. But there, there's coming a time, I promise, bud. And then I've got critical of others and condemning. So we'll put this one over here, critical of others. We'll put this one, we'll add to Joseph's pile of sins, sinner. Sinner, repent. He said, I'm such a bad kid. This is just pretending. You just said you don't have a sin because I'm going to have to give you pride if you're not careful. Okay, now, does it make sense to let these guys operate on a guy who has hiccups? Yes or no? No. Come on, try to, try to, get, the, try to get the speck out of his eye again. Come on. Did that help your eye? No. Let's come over here. Let's see. Isaiah, come on. Whack him. Come on, help me. Say, does that help your eye? He said, yeah. <laughs> He's like a lot of church people I know. Like a lot of deacons I know. Here, this will help. Okay, sorry. Did that help? Yes. That's okay. That's all right. All right. Now, what happens? Okay, everybody stop. Stop. What happens to your worship of God when you come, okay, when you come to worship God and you're covered in sins and you have a log in your eye and you say, that person down the aisle, I may have a sin, but they have a serious sin. How does that affect your relationship with God? Somebody help me out. It's not good. Thanks, John. People do this all the time. People march into here with a log, and they'll see that person, and they begin immediately to judge them and condemn them. What did Jesus say about judging and condemning? Should you do that? No. When you're judging and condemning, when you have a log in your eye, can you effectively worship God? No. So look what Jesus says. Let's go back and read that again, Nate. Put it back up there. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. Jesus just pronounced judgment. He's not saying we can't judge. 
He's saying we need to do something first. He says, you hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So what the enemy wants to do is he wants you to come to church like this, and then he wants you to attack someone else so that you take their eyes off of God so that your eyes will not be on God. God says, no, no, no. If we're going to do church right, we need to take the plank out of our own eye, and then we'll be able to help someone else. What Jesus is saying is we tend to look at our own sins as no big deal. Oh, maybe I told a little white lie, but you told a big lie. Maybe I cheated a little bit, but you cheated a lot. Maybe I disobeyed certain rules, but just the little rules, you obeyed the big rules. Jesus said, don't condemn others. Now, here's what else Jesus says. He says, be very, very careful. He says, be very careful. Because whatever measurement you use, I will use with you. All right? So, Isaiah needs something to hold here. Isaiah, hold that little measuring cup. Joseph, hold that one. William, hold this one. If you, Jesus is saying this, if you pour out a critical condemning spirit on someone else, Jesus is saying, be sure, God will make sure that's what comes back to you. If you are harsh towards someone, God says, you're planting seeds of harshness, you're going to reap seeds of harshness. But God also says, if you plant, if you have grace in your measuring cup, what is God going to make sure comes back to you? Now, it doesn't mean everybody's going to be grace-filled because there's an enemy of God, but it means he's going to use the same measure that you use. So, do you really want people, when you're looking like this and you're judgmental, you're condemning, you're lying, you're doing all that stuff, do you really want God to treat you the way you're treating other people? No. That's a good answer because look what this verse says. This is God speaking to his people. He says, to the faithful, those who have faithfulness in their cup and they're faithful, I will be faithful. To those who have integrity, if you have integrity in your measuring cup and you pour out integrity, God says, I will, I will have integrity towards you. Now, this one's interesting. To the pure, you show yourself pure, but look at this. But to the crooked, you show yourself shrewd. Your sins are always going to find you out and don't think you can ever fool God. He will make sure that whatever you're pouring out, you receive in return. And then look at this. You rescue the humble, but what do you do to the proud? Humiliate. Does anybody know what that means? God will make sure if you're pouring out pride, you will reap what you've sown, and there will be a day you wish you hadn't done that. So what does the speck stand for in this verse? Anybody know? The speck stands for what the other person did. It's what the other person did to you. So here we have, is this the hiccups? Here we have hiccup boy, and he's sitting next to this guy with a log in his eye, He's hiccup. Good job. And he's saying, you annoy me because you have hiccups. Have you ever done anything annoying? Have you annoyed your parents? Have you annoyed your little brother? Yes. So when you judge someone else and you say, oh, you're so annoying, what you're saying is there's no annoying other people in my cup. That's <laughs> good job. He's got it now. Do you know what the log represents? It's your attitude of self-righteousness and a critical spirit. And God says, this is a thousand times worse than the hiccups 
or than that little speck of dust, that speck of pepper in Broderick's eyes. The more critical our attitude of others, the more blind we will be to our own faults. The more you will beat people up, and the less you'll be used of God. He'll make sure that others' things will come back to you. So how do we, so then the question, I want y'all to say this. How do we get pure before God? All right, William's going to help us out. William, come down here. I want you to kneel down. Right here, both knees. All right, you're going to pray this prayer. You're going to repeat after me. Search me, O God. And know my heart. Test me. And know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you, God. And lead me along the path of everlasting life. And you stay here until your heavenly Father... I want you to say, would you forgive me of condemning? Would you forgive me of condemning? Heavenly Father says, of course. And he removes your sin as far as the east is from the west. Would you forgive me of putting things before God? Would you forgive me of putting things before God? God says, yes. Would you forgive me for not being trustworthy? Would you forgive me for not being trustworthy? God says, yes. Would you forgive me for cussing? Would you forgive me for cussing? God says, Yes. God removes the log from your eye. And then according to this verse, check this out. According to this verse, he says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test my anxious thoughts. Test me, know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you. And then check this out. When you stand up from prayer, then God leads you along the path of everlasting life. Now, where is it? I didn't put them up here. Hang on. They are gone. Oh, there it is, there it is. When you come up to church like this, you give the devil a foothold. Hang on, did I skip a verse? I did, didn't I, Nate? Hang on, where is it? Just put it up there. A foothold is an area in your life controlled by the devil. So when you do all of these, these things over and over, it's like putting a leash. You're giving the devil a leash to put on you. And as you try to walk along the path of everlasting life, he jerks you back over here, bullying on social media, whatever your sins are. And you have to humble yourself before God and pray, and he'll remove all of this stuff. All right. Now, here's, here's the verse I want you to learn today. And we're going to have another family worship at the end of January. And smart, wise kids would hide God's word in their heart so they might receive a reward from the pastor in January. So here it is. I want you to repeat after me. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. You pray that to God. God comes into your life. He removes all of these things from you. And he leads you along this path. You're going to be attacked by the enemy over and over. But remember, whatever cup you use, the measurement you use with others, God's going to make sure come back to you. 
Um, y'all can go ahead and sit down. I do have a prize for you. You're each going to get a, a $25 gift card. So y'all go sit down. Go sit down. Go sit down. Yeah. Get up. Yes, thank you. Uh, <clears throat> so we're going to say goodbye to Facebook at this time because we're going to do a couple of songs and we're going to dance in here. And, and if you want to go on Facebook, the links are going to be uh, there at the bottom of the page and you can go watch those videos. We're about to have a time of celebration. This is what we do at family worship by Facebook.